Hey, what's up, everybody? On this week's episode, we have on Andre Contreras. Uh, he's been on in the past from Big Doug Club. Did I say that right? Big Duck Club. Sorry, it's a little twist on words. Um, we talk about sponsorship since he is not only a sponsoree, he's also a sponsor driver himself. And I kind of wanted his perspective on things. Um, a lot of good information in here. And then we kind of get a little off topic and talk about some other fun stuff. Again, thank you guys for listening to the show. Uh-oh. I know. What's up, man? How you been? Chilling, dude. Just came back right now from uh, SWR Motorsports. I had to drop off my E46, my uh-huh. sedan. The new daily that I'm building, it's a, a wide body sedan E46 uh, on nitrous. <laughs> oh, so the babies fit in the back. Yeah, exactly. So, I know. I know. <laughs> it's a freaking uh, 330CI M54B30 on nitrous, wide angle, wide body, slammed to the ground, but it's going to be a daily with a hydro e-brake and dual rear caliper, you know? <laughs> which, uh, which rear caliper kit did you go with? Did you just weld those tabs on? No, no, no. So we sell them. We sell some through Big Duck Club. Oh, you do? Uh, yeah. Son of a bitch. I didn't know you guys did that. Or is that a new thing? Uh, we've been selling it for like about, I would say, I don't know, four months, five months. Oh, okay. So that's relatively uh, new. Yeah. We partner up with a company called SLG and okay. that they've been amazing. Nice. Yes, sir. What's up, man? How's everything been? Good, dude. Just, uh, you know, coming back to town, finally traveling. Um, I was in Argentina and Ecuador, uh, this past few weeks and then, uh, Rome, came with me to Argentina and we drove in Argentina. We gave a few classes to a few local drivers and dude, it was amazing. Like the talent is really growing in Latin America. Damn. That's awesome, man. Yes, sir. Part of the rig, part of the gig, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, to get there, I, I'd like to get there someday. I think I need to figure out how to drive myself first before I start teaching people how to crash into walls. <laughs> But, freaking right i think we all we all need to get better but at, at this point i mean one of the things that i want is just to grow the community in latin america since i'm latin american myself and man it's uh they have some sick talent i mean people driving you know freaking r32 r33 skylines Bill 2 jc's s13s supras i mean do they have some crazy builds and uh, so the, the i mean the quality is there and the skill could be there very very fast you know yeah it's i haven't seen them drive down there uh i saw a little bit of what you guys had but there wasn't like too much footage yeah <clears throat> unfortunately dude coming back the airline we think one of the uh the flight crew actually stole rome's bag and they stole his helmet and his suit his shoes and inside that you know, the GoPros that we had with all the footage. So we lost all that freaking footage, which it sucks. Damn, that freaking sucks, dude. Dude, he lost like six grand worth of, you know, like racing suits and all that. It was a freaking mess. We're, we're dealing through that right now, unfortunately. Oh, that's a bummer, man. That shit is not cheap. No, it's not. Not even a little bit. So, uh, are you, are you been? what happened? How you been? Uh, I'm alive. Getting there, trying to uh, get caught up with life since I spent so much damn money trying to finish this car up. 
Freaking A. Uh, so I'm getting caught up with that. I'm almost done, so then I can get out and drive as much as possible. Nice. Um, even, like, taking in side work and stuff like that, just to hurry up and get caught up. Yeah. Like, I have I have tires and stuff, but, you know, going to go drive the car every time, like, you gotta... No, make, it's money. Especially, like, on a car that's brand new, you gotta make changes. Those changes cost money. Yeah, they so. do. So, that's where I'm at right now. I just, I'm ordering, I need to order some extended wheel studs, that's, which I'm probably going to go through some ARP1 units. They're like 60, 70 bucks. And then uh, some wheel spacers for the front. Nice. Uh, my car keeps spinning out, and I think what's happening is I'm rubbing on the inside, and as soon as it rubs, just like hitting the brakes, and then I'm spinning out every time, so. Yeah, most likely. Working on that. So with you, how's your season going so far? Good. Well, I mean, uh, the first round of the drift, the drift league round one, um, I crashed. You know, it was in the rain. Um, I decided to just, you know, go all in in practice, and I was in getting close to the wall throughout all my practice runs, and that it, that ended up beating or biting me in the butt because I ended up spinning out and totaling my car literally. Um, I mean, I hit first the rear and I tweaked my rear pretty bad. And then, you know, that whiplashed me into hitting my front, my driver's side front. And I broke my lower control arm. I broke my wheel, coil over, brake lines. I mean, it was a freaking mess. But I got it together, thank God. Um, and, you know, round two, I did semi-okay. I was dealing with some uh, transmission issues that I ended up figuring, figuring it out at the very end of the day or at the very very end of the practice. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I qualified and then, you know, I went to top eight and I think right now I'm standing in like 11th or 12th position, something like that. I don't remember well, but, uh, yeah, 12th out of, I think 30 drivers and in only, you know, driving one event, I think I'm all right. If I finish, you know, top eight or top 10 on the season, I'll be happy. Yeah, I know. I remember I saw the accident. And I was like, "Damn, that's when it was pouring, dude." It, it was, was super wet. I was like, "Oh, bummer." And you crashed like during comp, right? It was during um. It wasn't no, during during, no, it was during practice. Oh shit! I could have sworn it was during comp, and you qualified. No, I only had uh, if I qualified, I would have at the very least, you know, have a few more points, and most likely I'll be in top ten right now. Yeah, but I, I didn't even make it to qualifying and then you know the i mean it sucks you know crashing and you know banging up your car uh -huh. what hurt me the most was you know hearing the judges having you know uh justin pollack and uh and riley come to me and they were telling me dude if you actually maintain you know your whole your whole driving the whole day i would have most likely gone to top four because i was doing I guess decently well considering you know the rain and all that yeah so but yeah I, I got a little too aggressive too soon I freaking spun out I crashed and that took me out so yeah. live and learn live and, and learn and then uh you actually did better at round two right after you had to rebuild your whole car <laughs> yeah so I, I yeah round two basically again I was battling with some transmission issues I wasn't able to shift from second to third coming out of the of the bank or of the little, you know, slow section. Yeah. So basically I just had to 
initiating third and do the whole tracking third. And with a turbo car, you know, you have to switch gears here and there to keep that spool up. Yeah. So I was just playing with my left foot braking, and uh, I was a little slower in that little slow section. In the but keyhole? I made it happen. In the keyhole, yeah. Okay. And and I made it happen, and at least I went to top eight, and then um, uh, John Schaefer, he beat me uh, rightfully because, dude, he's driving so freaking amazing. He's, like, insane. He's on fire this season. He is, so. and he's driving, like, every other weekend, too. I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, and it's but, fucking paying off. Dude, very, that dude, seriously, I take off my hat. He is a beast this season. I mean, I, I learned how to how to drift, you know, when he was in his Miata and I was in my stocky 36. And I've seen him over the years, but holy Jesus, he is on a fire. And it's dope to see that, you know? Yeah, definitely. He's uh, He's a really good driver. I might hit him up to get him on an episode soon you should I'm, not, yeah. I'm just not trying to have like well no no no, not that like i don't like to have like too many people from like one series yeah. at like one time no but I, you definitely I feel bad <laughs> like i'm giving yeah, favoritism nah. uh no there's so him uh who else um i can't even think of his name right now and i feel like an a-hole uh the guy sitting in first Oh, uh, uh, his name's on the tip of my damn tongue. Oh my gosh, one sixteen. Cisneros. Uh, Cisneros. <laughs> That's a, I know that much. Now I feel like a freaking a hole. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah, him, you know. But these are all people I know. But they're also, you know, they also have like a really good um, program running for themselves too, and then I think it kind of helps some other people too. Yeah. No, he, he's an amazing driver, too. I really look up to him as a driver. He's super confident, super consistent, yeah. which is something. I, I really I really look up to him as a driver. So uh, the the main reason I kind of wanted to have you on here was talk a little bit about sponsorship, partnership deals. Um, yes, sir. We kind of had, like, a brief discussion about it. And uh, I guess to start, like, you know, uh, the difference between a sponsorship and a partnership and what are the two differences to you? That's a, that, that's a good question. I mean, the, the difference comes, you know, in how a person, how a driver really considers, you know, the sponsorship versus partnership. In me, I mean, all sponsorships, in my opinion, should be partnerships. But it is the driver's willingness that will make it a partnership, not just a sponsorship. Because in theory, a sponsorship is just, you know, receiving discounts or free parts, putting them in your car, do, you know, a few commitments that you have for the brand. And that's that, you know, that that's part of the sponsorship deal. But a, but a partnership is, you know, a personal commitment that you have with a brand. And brands really like that. Brands really like when you... I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say go out of your way, but you really, you know, put the extra mile in in the whole commitments that you have, you know, agreed to do for them in exchange for the parts. And not only that, but I mean, as people, we just learn how to run our own program by just being creative in 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 doing partnering activities with the brands, you know. Yeah. And, and for example, you know, in my case, as a driver and as a business owner, I try to maintain both professionally. 
uh, you know, as a driver, when I present myself as a driver, I tell them, you know, the parts that I need, what my commitments are, you know, and I actually make a set of commitments, which I think makes me a little different than, you know, a, a lot of uh, drivers, I guess. But I, from the get-go, I tell the brands, I'll be, do, be doing this, I'll be doing that, I'm attending these shows, your logo will be placed here, your social media will be in, in here. I mean, I, I make, you know, quantifiable commitments that at the end of the year, they could actually say, okay, he did this or he didn't do that. And then on top of that, you know, out of my own heart, I just, you know, do more, whether it's, you know, taking a tent and putting it up in different events. So their brand is there or, you know, uh, one of the things that, for example, that I like to do is, you know, I like to make my own stickers, like my own car stickers. And I just give them away for free for people to people. And then I tell my brands, Hey, send me your stickers and I'll send them in my goodie packs. So when I send my stickers, you know, all over the world, I'm also sending silver suspension and a white line and a Hayden automotive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that works out well because at the, at the end of the day, that is part of the outreach that the brands want to have, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but, well, you kind of answered too many questions. <laughs> that I more questions. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I wasn't prepared for those. Um, so the partnership, you see it as like, uh, well, you didn't really, you kind of explained that a little bit. Well, l let me kind of, I mean, I guess I, I, I got to give you two perspectives. You yeah, know? I, I kind of got, I feel like I got one. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I give, I gotta give it to you as a, as a business and then as a driver. I guess. Correct. That's I, I, that's what I'm looking for. Is also since you are an owner who makes parts for people in the drift yeah. community of all places. Yeah. So I mean, as a driver, you know, I kind of told you basically, you know, what we should do as drivers. So like that, we, you know, we're better for the brands and the brands could work with us. But also as a business owner, now in the flip side, you know, when people ask me, hey, RJ, you know, uh, can Big Dog Club sponsor me? Or what do I need to do to, be to get sponsored by Big Dog Club? In my company, the way how I keep it is extremely simple. First and foremost, um, I do have, of course, my own rules. Uh, I, I do want to see commitments from you. Um, and... I think most of all, you know, professionalism and to begin with, I mean, and, and this is so important, you know, when somebody asks you via Instagram, hey, yo, can you sponsor me? Dude, that's not the right approach, like at all. That, does, that doesn't even show, you know, seriousness in your program. Uh, and even if they do, if they tell me, you know, like, hey, yo, can you sponsor me? Or even if they just, you know, word it nicely, my answer is usually, yeah, please sure send me your proposal at, you know, yeah email at gmail.com and uh and you know that kind of is that gives me as a brand the first step to see who that guy is and if he's ready you know for something serious uh i have seen some people you know present some amazing amazing proposals that unfortunately you know it, it's good in paper but they don't meet the expectations and then some other ones you know that they send me something simple but once again, they really take to heart the partnership aspect. They go, you know, above and beyond. And, you know, each person is different. Each brand will analyze each driver separately. 
But at the end of the day, it is our duty as drivers that if we are asking for sponsorship and we are choosing to represent that brand for that year, that you know we should we should do our best uh, to you know to put that brand in 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 our in our activities, I guess. Yeah, and then do you get to every single one? Like, do you look at every single one that comes in, or do you feel like you miss some or anything um, like that? I mean, I do miss some, you know. Uh, no, that's I know. It's just an honest question. Yeah, no, I, I tend to look at them. I mean, there are some that I still haven't seen that most likely I have received, you know, two months ago. But the thing is that brands get bombarded. I mean, my brand is not even a huge brand. You know, I would say it, it, it's a small business. It's a small brand that is directly targeted, you know, towards BMW drivers. Correct. Um, and I still get at the very least like three to four applications a week, okay. which is crazy. It's crazy. I cannot imagine, for example, I don't know, um, I don't know, like Inky Wheels or NRG or, you know, other brands that, you know, they make more universal parts. Oh, my gosh. They must receive like dozens a day, which it must be even crazier. So, yeah, I can only imagine because, uh. I know how many of like proposals I've sent out. So I can just imagine how many of these people are receiving. Like I'm not the only one thinking like, Oh, I'll talk to, I'll ask them. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, again, in, on the flip side as a business owner, it is easy for me to determine which guys I want to work and which guys I don't want to work with. The introduction is key, literally. And you know, somebody that is like, that's, that's telling me, Hey, what's up? I'm building an E46 for drifting and I plan on competing in 2020 in Pro-Am. Uh, and I would like to rock your kit, you know, for this year. Can you hook me up? Again, that, that's not the right proposal. I mean, that right off the bat is telling me that your car is not built, that you don't have, you know, seat time, that uh, you don't know exactly what, where is the stage, the stage or in which stage you have your build, when it will be completed. I mean, you don't give me your priorities, you know? So there's other applications to where I have somebody that, that tells me, hey, what's up, uh, Big Duck Club? Uh, I drive an E36, you know, with an LS swap. Uh, I do X amount of events per year. Uh, so far, you know, I have been doing grassroots, but my goal is to join Pro-Am in, you know, 2020. Um, and my list of, you know, modifications are this and this and that. Please, you know, see there's a few pictures attached. Here's my event calendar. I mean, right off the bat, they're giving you the information that I want to see. Correct. You know, that okay. any brand wants to see. So yeah. it makes it easy. It makes it easy for us brands to really analyze who this driver is. You want, It's like going to a job interview. You know, you don't go to a job interview without having your, without not having your resume. You know, the, the interviewer wants to see what, what is your experience. Same thing in this case. We all have to show what, you know, what we have done in the past or at least what our, our goal is. But uh, if you're build, barely building your car, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but if you're barely building your car and you're asking for sponsorships when you don't have not even the beginning of your program built, it makes it difficult for brands to see if investing in you is actually valuable, you know? Yeah, and that's not go that's not to go for people who are building a new car, right? Like you're talking about people who are like just getting in. Correct. You know, kind of like Correct. 
me when I was building my BMW, going around asking people for crap. Like they're like, "You've never done anything. What are you doing asking me for stuff?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are drivers who are building a new car, you know, to compete in Pro Two, or you know, just simply they're changing chassis. But at least they have a track record. Correct. You know, that, that's a whole different story because. You could show what you have done in the past with your previous car, and now you could say, "Hey, but I'm changing chassis, and you know, your brand makes X parts for this new chassis, and I'm very interested in working with you." And I mean, for me, it is key not only to see the car in action, whether it's a grassroots pro am, pro two, whatever, but for me, it's also key to see how you interact with people. As a matter of fact, and this is something that that I guess now everybody would kind of know my secret as a brand. I rather work with grassroots drivers than pro-am or pro-2 drivers. The reason being is because they become more approachable. Like everybody, every new drifter will start somewhere and the grassroots events is where it's at, you know? Correct. And if they see your parts in a grassroots event, they will also think, oh, hey, look, this guy has his white body kit or this guy has, you know, this, uh, this uh, white angle kit. I could also have it in my grassroots car. But, you know, a, a pro-am car now is almost a pro-2 car. They are the same level. They are, you know, 30, 40 grand to build in some cases. Correct. So some of those guys are discouraged or they think that they cannot build something so high just yet. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's an entry point And the pro-am, I think, gives a little bit more ROI than, you know, than then i'm sorry uh grassroots gives more roi than pro-am in many cases really? that's huh that's really interesting do you have uh, a lot of people who are doing like more grassroots who are kind of like teamed up with you as opposed yeah. to people who are competing yeah yeah i do actually okay. i do out of uh i mean i guess you know big dog club was blessed enough to start making parts for the bmw community when bmw when the bmw chassis wasn't as popular yet so Thank God I've been able to partner with some really, really amazing drivers that they have a good following that, you know, they build some awesome cars. But more than anything, they're just really super skilled. Like all like the the whole Big Duck Club, Big Duck Club team driver or driver team, whatever, you know, English, third language, whatever. Big Duck Club. (laughs) Third language. (laughs) Yeah. Big Duck Club driver team. Uh They're all like unreal they're all really 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 good drivers and uh believe it or not most of them are running grassroots we have most likely uh i mean the beam team that's three guys rome runs in pro two that's four daryl five me six uh we have about eight guys that run pro-am and then we have maybe another and then what is another eight what god another eight and oh no and then we have maybe like another eight guys that run uh grassroots yeah and we, i mean grassroots just gangster you know yeah and then josh love has been on here before and you work with him a little bit correct dude josh is a freaking man i mean have you seen his build that thing is freaking wild dude that thing is just nuts dude uh, I, justin i think justin built most of it uh justin chestnut yeah. yeah 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 that thing's crazy Dude, but but Josh, for example, is a prime example of for or of a good application. He okay. reached out, you know, and I'll kind of tell his story without saying too much because I know that you know it's his story. But uh, he reached out to me with a very 
solid plan on what he wanted to achieve. He told me, this is, these are my goals. This is what I'm, what I'm going to do. I am building this. My timeline is this. Uh, my livery is going to be like this. My commitments to big dog clubs are this and this and that. I mean, he made it so simple for me that, you know, it was a no-brainer. I yeah. said, okay, th- these are the kind of guys that I want to work with. And then on top of that, you know, once we started getting the parts of his car and this and that, you know, he was just a person that was enjoyable to work with. He, you know, whenever something is missing, he tells me. Whenever he wants something different, he tells me. I mean, it, he's just a pleasure to work. He's with. communicative. Yeah, very communicative, and that and that's awesome. That's super awesome for a brand, you know. Yeah, you know, it, I think uh, when I think in any line of work, the worst people to deal with are somebody who doesn't know what they want. Yeah, very much. You're not a mind reader. <laughs> yeah. But um, like me, me as a driver. Again, you know, jumping back to the other side of the coin, me as a driver, I learn a lot from the people that I sponsor. And uh, for example, last year we were we were sponsoring a guy from Canada called Maxime Baller. He has a 2J E36 that is freaking awesome. And one of the things that he did, uh, you know, at the end of the year was uh, send all his sponsors a poster of him, of himself driving. And it said, you know, thank you for supporting me in the 2018 season. Uh, you know, much love, you know, Maxime Baller. And he signed the poster. Nice. And that is such a nice gesture for a brand. That truly tells us, the brands, that this guy is committed to bettering his program. because yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not free to do. No, exactly. It's not. So. I mean, I, I ended up doing it myself, you know, because I received that from him. I was like, dude. I should do that. So I did it myself, and I sent them to most of my sponsors at the time. Uh, I'm going to send it in 2019 to every single one of my sponsors. But each poster is like 20 bucks to make. You yeah, know? yeah, it's not cheap. And if you have 10 no. sponsors, 20 bucks, that's 200 bucks out the door. Exactly. 200 bucks plus you have to ship them. You know? Yeah, so, that's a, didn't even think about that. Yeah, so, so so you will spend, you know, like let's say 260 bucks in between buying the, you know, the, the posters, uh the, the the rolly little thing where you ship them you know the stamps i mean but it's 260 bucks that that you are investing in your program in your next year's program you know which might save you thousands exactly the small exactly. gesture very much that small gesture says a crap load in the long run i i, I agree i can i can see that i need to i need to work on that myself we all do we all do but so yeah. Um, what is something that's like a definite no for you other than, you know, the Instagram? Um, like, let's just say someone has all of that. Like, they have their proposal. They have and all that fun stuff that you ask for. But what is something that still would make you say no? Hmm. <laughs> that's a good question. The reason I ask is because, um, like online presence, I think it's uh-huh. a, I think it's very big, and uh, you know, like for people who are like me who have like my kind of sense of humor, um, it can kind of bite me in the ass sometimes. Uh, I mean, if a brand goes, you know, or they expect a person to 
adhere to the rulings, that's kind of unrealistic because each person has its, has its own personality. Correct. You know, like some people are goofy, some other people are quiet, some other people are, you know, this and that. But, you know, their personality, yeah, it, it's influential. It is very influential. But at the same time, it's not everything. You know, that guy could have another skill set that will make your brand even better. You know? Yeah. Okay. No, so, it's just something out of curiosity. For me, I mean, one of the, def the definite no's is when a person only focuses that his value is in social media. Um, everybody says, you know, oh, I have, you know, like 10,000 followers, 20,000, 30,000 followers. And I could put, you know, your logo in my car and do like a few videos. And I'm like, okay, you know, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. But my customers who are actually purchasing my parts, they are doing that as well. You know, what, what is making you different than them? Ah, like I'm getting that for free. Why am I going to pay for it? Exactly. Okay, exactly, that's fair. You know? That's very fair. So, so and, and I have to ask that question. And, you know, sometimes I get some really good answers. And some other times I have had people not even reply back to the email because they only set themselves to that standard. And, uh, and that's something that you have to think about, you know, on, on your means. For example, if you have the means to go to different car shows and have, you know, your your weekends free and this and that, you could tell them, hey, I'm going to be attending, you know, 15 different car shows this year. I could put a flag, you know, free of cost or I could, you know, pass around uh, flyers or whatever, you know, yeah. for your brand. And, and that helps out a lot. I mean, again, being in the floor, it's super important if I have my own flyers, for example, that I give to the guys that I know that they go to car shows or they go, you know, to the little car meetups and stuff like that. Um, I have found some of those people straight up throwing my flyers in the in the trash, which, you know, it sucks because that's money out of my pocket. But I found some other people that really go, you know, out of their way and just, you know, pass them around and, and talk about the brand. You know, in, in not like a salesperson way, but, but more in a, in a user way. And that's what we want. We don't want salesperson. I don't, I don't want a driver to focus, in, to focus in selling my product. I want a driver in, to focus in, in driving, but at the same time, represent the product well and speak about it when the occasion arises, you know? You know what? You just made a very, very, very valid point. Uh... You want something from a user perspective, not a salesman's pitch. Exactly. And that's, exactly. I think, I think you just kind of like said, I've never heard it said like that anywhere. Um, I think that kind of separates, you know, the people who are going to get like uh, the better deals over, you know, the guy who has a million followers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And for, I, I had the opportunity to work with, with a, uh, with a YouTuber that has, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. And uh, don't get me wrong, the person, you know, he's extremely influential. But when I saw his proposal and, you know, what he wanted, it didn't really make sense for me because I knew that perhaps he was going to do a video or two. And that's that. You know, his commitment was in making content for, you know, his own channel or like his own personality or this and that. Yeah, his Hello? You good? 
Yeah, so sorry that I don't know what happened. My connection just dropped fully. I know. I was like, because uh, normally, I don't know if you remember the first like few months of the show, it was me. Yeah, <laughs> well, now it's me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you were saying you had an opportunity to work with a YouTuber. Yeah, so I had I had an opportunity to work with a very big YouTuber, and you know, and uh, he's a great driver. Um, he makes some amazing content. You know, a lot of people follow him. But as a brand for me, okay, I had to think, okay, um, as a small business, me investing, you know, twelve, thirteen hundred dollars in a person, it's a lot of money as a small business. If it was a a, a large business, it would be a, a totally different story. Um, is this person going to really, one, give me the ROI that I need, you know, the return on investment that I'm doing for him, and two, is he really going to just, you know, partner up with me rather than be just a... It's happening again. And this and this and that. Hey, it, you just cut out again. I think that was you, though. No. Or no. No, unfortunately not. But you're good. It sounds clear now. Okay, let me see. Yeah, I don't know why it says for connection. Anyway, so uh, what I was saying is that, yeah, uh, uh, this person, you know, he's a great driver, but he's sponsored, you know, by some big brands. And me, as a smaller brand, when he sent me his proposal, it was clear for me that he was just needing some parts for his car. Yeah. He... I mean, he, he's used to getting stuff for free, so uh, he just wanted to get another part for free. But I didn't really see him truly partnering up with me to speak about the brand. And the funny thing is that, is, is that he ended up going with another with another company, and I have probably seen maybe one or two posts in the past two years that he has been working with that other company about you know his uh, his white body. And, uh, I mean, that sucks for the other company because, you know, they trusted him. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. A brand is trusting us as representatives to really give them the return on investment that they are seeking. So, Yeah, I can see how that would, uh, why you would steer away from that. Yeah. And obviously it was a good call on your part to only have, you know, like two mentions. But are you are you going based off of just like his social media content? Or are you going based off like his actual YouTube stuff as well? Uh, both. Okay. Both. Yeah. I mean, I, I follow the person uh, myself because he's an influential driver. But uh, most of the comments on YouTube, for example, are about his driving or, you know, or what is his next upgrade or... You know, like like something that doesn't really pertain to to some parts in a specific. Uh, sometimes you know there are people asking him some really good questions in regards of you know geometry, angles, this and this and that, and he doesn't even answer those questions, which again it kind of it kind of doesn't really help the brands that are supporting him that are offering an, an angle kit or wheels or whatever you know. Yeah, I see you had somebody, um, I had, I had our announcer, Joe, on recently. And Who? he had, Joe, the announcer at the Drift League. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he had made mention about, like, going and responding to every single, um, 
message. Not message. Uh, that too, probably. But every single like comment, like when people ask you about questions, mm-hmm. he's like, not yeah. only is it good, um, like to be proactive, but it's also it also boosts your um. Like it's kind of like a bump in your yeah. Rating for the or feed whatever. for the feed, like ah, for you to nice. to bump your picture back up on Instagram specifically. Yeah. is what he was talking about. Um, nice. But he also made mention of how like you know it's also good for like marketing. Um, mm-hmm. people getting to know you or like just being interactive with, uh, with fans, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and is that, do you notice the same thing or? I do. I do 100%. Um, interaction. It is by far, I think the most helpful, you know, tool that we all have Sim- like information, like literally education about products is the number one, I don't know, thing that brands seek. You know, for example, I I have a lot of brands that tell me, dude, why don't you start a YouTube channel? And unfortunately, I'm not that really great, you know, in front of the camera. As it is, I'm self-conscious about my freaking accent, you know? So when I hear myself or when I see myself in front of a camera, I just, you know, freak out. Really? Uh, Yeah, I don't know why. It's it's weird. I could speak. I I could definitely you know speak in front of people, but once I see myself, I'm like oh, I'm shutting up. You know, I have a funky voice. I'm a little five foot, 145 pound little dude. I don't know. I just it's just weird. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I but, I feel but, that a little bit. Yeah, but one of the things you know that, for example, a lot of brands have complimented me and as a driver is the fact that I like to share information. So, and that's actually my number one, I guess, Instagram tool. Every single day, and and I'm not exaggerating, if I get maybe in between 40 to 60 messages a day, it's like my normal for me. And it could be all sorts of messages. Dude, what kind of wheels are are you rocking? What kind of offset? You know, what... uh, uh, what's your uh, toe up front and your your toe in the rear? What uh, you know uh, camber arms do you run? Uh, what you know a camber angle do you have in the front and in the rear? I mean, dude, it's just education, education, education. And then you know when you start talking about one area, that, that leads to the next area. You know, somebody was talking to me about a wide angle and why you know I I should or they should go you know negative four in the front and you know zero in the rear and then. We, that, you know, led to talking about sway bars. So then I started talking about, you know, white line sway bars, which sponsors me. Yeah. And, you know, the difference, you know, in, in the different stiffnesses and thicknesses of, of sway bars combined, you know, with your white angle kit. And then that led me to talk about, you know, uh, tire grip. Uh, if you go, you know. Where'd you go? You no know, negative camber as you, I'm sorry, negative toe as you can. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, that, that let me talk about tires and, you know, it's just education. And at the end of the day with, with those people, I end up, you know, mostly covering every single one of my brands. And, uh, one of the things that I do is that when they, you know, when they want to buy a product, I don't even give them a code. I just, I just tell them, Hey, you know, if you, if you bought a product, let me know. So like that, you know, I could tell you, or, or if you're planning on buying a product, let me know. So like that, I could tell you which one to get, blah, blah, blah. And then I literally get, you know, dozens of pictures of people buying the products that I recommend. And I send those pictures to my brands. Hey, 
uh, you know, uh, another person you just bought a product. Hey, you know, this and this and this and that. And brands love seeing this because, you know, there is an ROI back to them. They're making money out of the education that I'm giving to people. And, you know, that's that's a huge tool for every single one of us. Like, for example, in your case, you have a card that is super rare. It's not not anybody just has it, but there's a lot of people that want it. So those people are going to refer to you particularly as the guy that drives that CTSV and how to do it and how you do the LS swap and what's the rear suspension and blah, 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 blah. You know? So you are right now a wealth of information that someone else might not be. I don't hate to burst your bubble, but it's not an LS swap car. Oh, what? No, that came that way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, those things uh, those things are cool from factory. Heck, yeah. Well, but I mean, you know, wide angle and, you know, coilovers. Yeah, exactly. You know, whatever. Uh, it's... People, Even a lot of people have a, a lot of people have assumed that I spent like double the amount it would cost me to run, to build a 240, but I probably spent half of what it cost to build a 240 because I had most of the parts. Yeah, and uh, I didn't go with I did all the work. So exactly, it just and, it, and that, that good. That's one of the biggest things, you know, the misconception that drifting is such an expensive sport. Yeah, it is expensive if you're paying for absolutely everything. But if you start working it on yourself, it is actually quite manageable, you know? Yeah, it's not terrible. Um, no. You know, and then everyone thinks like, oh, well, you, I, it must be nice just to have, you know, let's just, let's just throw 15 grand. Out, you know, like, just be nice to have 15 grand to build a car. And then, I didn't have that. Like, I, I built my no. car paycheck to paycheck. Yep. Every time I got paid, I bought something. Yeah, it's just, it's not. And then sometimes I would find like a really good deal on parts. I would buy that and resell it. Oh, yeah. Dude, I've done that so many. I, I bought whole cars and resell them to buy myself a new turbo kind of deal, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's it, a hustle. Yeah. It's a you, hustle. You have to. Um, You got to make money where you can. Yep. Especially exactly. if it comes down to like, oh, well, I spent a hundred bucks for this part. But I'm able to sell it for 400 now. I can go buy engine mounts or whatever. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So now you got your engine mounts for 100 bucks, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, what's we're talking about sponsorships? We covered a lot actually. Uh, what is something you don't? Do you have any regrets with people you have worked with? You don't have to mention names, um, but something like they just did that you weren't like too keen on. Um, I have one person. I mean, uh, I'm not a person that really, you know, keeps tabs on anybody. You know, if uh, if if it didn't work with that person, I just kind of count my losses and keep on going. It, uh, you know, it. It's going to hurt me at the end of the day more thinking about how this person failed me or my brand rather than just saying, okay, whatever, you know, I just lost, you know, a few hundred or a thousand bucks. I, I live and learn, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's been one person that, you know, from uh, for many years I've been trying to work with and, you know, I, I have supported him, you know, given parts, this and that. And it's kind of like, like, 
I just feel used in a way, you know, whenever, whenever the person needs a, a part, yeah, you know, I, I still support them, but I don't really see any, any tagging, any posting. I don't really see any, anything, you know, that, that really benefits the company at this point that is simply because of longevity, but you know, that's, uh, that's life. Um, I have other people that, you know, that for much less do much more. And those people, you know, that again, unquote, go out of their way, also receive more support from me in different ways. Yeah. You know, uh, like for example, um, I have invested in making stickers for people, like their own car stickers, you know, like the ones that I have for my little car. So, yeah, randomly- we're going to talk about that later too. I want some. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, you know, uh, I told one dude uh, a while ago, hey, you know, send me a, send me your favorite picture of your car. So then he sent it to me and then I talked to my designer. I paid him, you know, like the whole hundred and something bucks to render the car into a cartoon. And then, you know, I went to my printer guy and I printed, you know, 300 stickers. And then I sent it to this person as a gift, you know, from Big Duck Club to him. And then when he got it, he was like, oh, my gosh, this is freaking amazing, blah, blah. He's like, thank you so much. And I'm like, no, dude, thank you. I see what you do. And, and you don't do it because – you know, you are forced to do it. You do it because it is coming out of your heart. And I see that and I admire that and I appreciate that. So I will help you out as well, you know? And and those are, once again, the little things that I learn from people as a driver that I should be doing to brands. And I do it. You know, I, I, I go out of my way to push different marketing activities or or stuff, you know, for, my, for all my brands, so. Yeah, and then, uh, one thing I want to ask is for anybody who, who may have this happen, like what if something happens where somebody can't like finish their season? It doesn't really matter. Uh, I rather a person email me and tell me, Hey RJ, uh, something happened where unfortunately I will not be able to finish the season. Uh, but you know, I'll still attend X shows or I'll still be active online and I'll talk about the brand blah, blah, blah. Just tell me like the, the worst thing that you can do is not communicate with your sponsor into what happened. And it has happened to me. Literally it happened to me in 2017 to where I drove only a quarter of the year because I was battling with some issues that I couldn't even find out what it was. So, and I actually had to tell my sponsors, guys, I am so sorry, blah, 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 blah. And you know, most of them were like, don't worry. Thank you for, for letting us know. You know, we are excited for you to fix that issue and for you to come back stronger. But during the meantime, I'll still post pictures about, you know, uh, my car, even if they were old photos. I'll still talk to people. I was active on Beamer forums and then, you know, the Facebook pages. And at the end of the day, you know, you build yourself a name, even if you're not driving because of whatever reason, you know, you could still have the potential to create an impact. And, you know, you, you just have to make sure that you do whatever you need to do to make that happen. Yeah, because I've seen, uh, well, I don't know, but I've seen like some people like back out and then they don't, there's no, uh, there's nothing. They don't say anything, like at least publicly. Yeah. That, you know, that's not to say that they're not going to their sponsors and being like, hey, just so you know, I'm backing out. Yeah. Um, but there's like no public, like, hey, a heads up, I'm not backing out. So, because people get kind of curious about it when they see it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, and, and I kind of, I don't want to sound big headed, you know, 
for me or for none of the pro-am drivers. But at the end of the day, we have people that look up to us, you know, and people wonder what's going on with that person or why that person quit or why he left, you know, I don't know, the, the season or whatnot. So there should be some kind of little, you know, notice, hey, my plans are this and this and that. Or if you want to, if you don't want to give your full plan out, hey, I have chosen to, you know, stop because I am focusing on something else for 2020. I mean, you just, you know, word it, you know, wisely according to whatever the heck you want to say. But, uh, you know, we are public figures at the end of the day, and we owe it to our people to be in communication. Without them, we would not be anything. Like one of the things that I tell my sponsors is without their support, I wouldn't be anything. And without the people that follow me, I wouldn't be anything either because it's because of them that I have sponsors that want to work with me, you know? Yeah. It's just, uh, I wouldn't want to see somebody like ruin it for somebody else because, you know, one person uh, doesn't kind of like hold up there into the bargain and then this company leave the drifting scene altogether just because of one a-hole and it actually has happened i know it actually it actually has happened i know a i know two companies who has left the drift scene because of literally one freaking a-hole and uh you know one of them just recently came back um i wish i could mention names but i won't no 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 need no need to but it's just it's it's a reality of uh especially when it comes to like the pro-am stuff like it's yeah. so hard for a pro am to get like any type of sponsorship. Like even like um, you know the the partial sponsorships where we're just paying, you know, we're getting discounts on parts. Like even that's kind of a struggle sometimes. Yeah, most no, of the time actually. You're very right, and and that helped us out tremendously. I yeah, mean, it you does. Know, I, I I hope there are you know other brands that listen to to the podcast right now. If if there's other brands, my name is RJ Contreras. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, but ha- seriously, yeah. I mean, if there are other brands, you know, that little help helps out tremendously. Uh, man, I mean, my car has been built on used parts and 50% discounts from brands that have supported me over the years that now, you know, I have some actual full contracts to where they pay me an actual set amount of money per year but because of you know the activities and actions that I had to do so whether it's a 50% discount or you're investing in as $1,000 $5,000 whatever the heck it is you know that helps us out tremendously but once again and I reiterate this grassroots drivers do not think that you guys are not valuable you have so much value in the drifting community because you are the entry point to all this crazy madness and you guys have so so much potential for just influencing people. Grassroots is freaking huge. I rather work with with grassroots in most cases, and uh, man, it, it it also takes away you know less stress because when 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 drivers driving grassroots events, it's not as stressful as competition. They don't need to qualify. They don't need to, even if you know if their car breaks. Oh well, it broke, and I'll fix it. You know next time. Yeah, but. It, Petition is, it's a little different. It brings another level of stress and also commitments. Uh, and I'm not saying that working or uh, supporting Pro-Am is bad. It's actually great because it tests the quality of your parts in comparison to just grassroots. But they both have a very different value, you know, and uh, and, and they both 
should be seen as equally valuable in, in different areas. That's in my opinion, at the least. Yeah, and, and I can see how if somebody's like a quote-unquote specific to drift company that you should work with grassroots my opinion mm -hmm. obviously doesn't matter um but i can see why you do it like it makes a lot more sense like why would you shun them out like why would you it doesn't it wouldn't make sense to do so like that some people just want to do this as a hobby they don't want to compete yeah exactly you know exactly and i think kind of Ex giving those people that support is like oh okay well that's a cool company then just they may not um necessarily want to work with me but the fact that they're willing to support another grassroots driver make would make me want to purchase their product and support them yeah very much Makes, very much that's, that's kind of smart man come up with that all by yourself yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you know i i try to keep it smart uh you know work smart not hard yeah so. definitely so uh what do you what are your plans you got any new things coming up yeah i mean i was just talking to a few drivers uh well i mean you know running pro-am for me it's it's a new it's not a new thing but i haven't run a full season since 2000 i think 15 uh, and the reason being is because I was focusing in grassroots and actually grand part of my followers came from the grassroots area and all that. So pro-am for me, I'm, I'm wetting, you know, my feet, I'm running a, a full season and I'm most likely I'm going to do it next season again, simply because I'm enjoying it a lot, the competitive aspect of it. But uh, one of the things that, uh, that I've been working for a while is in a driver's exchange program. So there is, you know, a driver's exchange program from the U.S. to Japan. And it's freaking amazing. You could go, you could drive, you know, cars in Japan and Ebizu or some other amazing tracks. And, you know, you could have the time of your life. Basically, I've been working on that same thing, but for Latin America. And because, dude, I mean, we see all these crazy tracks all over the world. And, you know, people don't know that some of those tracks are there. Like, oh, my gosh, that track is unreal. It's in, in Brazil. Or the other one is in Argentina. Or there's another one in Colombia or Chile. You know, uh -huh. and, and those tracks are readily available for us. So basically, I've been talking to a, a whole bunch of different people, you know, in, in Latin America, different groups, different organizations. And I've driven over last year, literally a, a lot of 2018. I drove mostly outside of the country than in the country, which is crazier. I drove, you know, Skylines. I drove S13s right hand drive. I, I drove like crazy amounts of cars. Uh, and basically for 2019, uh, we launched or I launched the pilot uh, program to where I took Rome Charpentier with me to Argentina. And, uh, you know, he drove in Argentina with me um, in, in some awesome cars. And we also taught people, you know, some techniques of drifting. And overall, it was an amazing experience. Like Rome loved it because he got to be in a new country that hadn't been uh, yet. He drove some amazing cars. Uh, ate some amazing food, you know, we ended up going to the Andes Mountains and going to different wineries. I mean, I made it driving and also, you know, like touristic kind of deal. And basically, I want to grow that. I want to give people the opportunity to, if they want to drive in Brazil in one of the most gangster racetracks, in a Formula One racetrack, in a, you know, Skyline R33, you could do that. There are the means to do it. And it won't cost you $15,000. But you could go on a vacation for 
a week and a half or two weeks to Brazil, which in out of these two weeks, you go to the track, you know, three times and, you know, your flight, your accommodations, your rental car, tires, a few meals, blah, 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 could be, you know, like four grand. I mean, dude, who wouldn't go on a freaking two week vacation where you drive some crazy cars in some of the most epic tracks in the world for four grand? That's like, that's like cheap in comparison to many other vacations, you know? You know, I don't do vacations, not 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 because I don't want to. It's because uh, drifting is expensive, so I spent all my money on that. <laughs> yeah, dude, my ch- my girlfriend just went just came or she went to uh, Louisiana for a week. Nice. Um, and she spent less than I do for a single drifting event. Dang. Yeah, because, you know, it gets expensive. Like, you know, even a grassroots event, what are you spending? Like, let's just call it Grange. 70 bucks to get in. That includes, you know, you getting... That doesn't include you just getting you in. Just you getting in. <laughs> that's just your $60 entry fee and your $10 fee when you get there. You know, yeah. it's 100 bucks in fuel-ish, depending on how far you live from there. Correct. Plus tires. Mm. Like another two or 300 bucks. Uh, what, what tires are you buying? And how many tires are you going through? Depending on how many tires you go through. So I pay like seventy bucks a tire, but I just get them online. Which tires do you, do, you, do you run? The Achilles ATR Sport Twos. Nice, nice, so, nice. So for as long as I can remember, you know, for the past I don't know how many years I've been running Federal tires, uh, RSRRs in the front and RSRs in the rear. Um, but unfortunately, there's something going on to where they're not importing federal to the u.s or at least not to the east coast so i am right now looking for a new tire to to buy so uh i've been i mean mile stars have been supporting us you know the drift league and it's yeah, been amazing i've heard like I, really great things about them i just haven't bought a pair yet to try them out so actually i just had my first you know practice session with them and i was surprised really? i was surprised oh yeah i was i, I mean, gotta try them uh, we just cut out. Person to two hundred. Start all over. You cut so, out. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay. So no, I was saying you know mile stars in comparison to my RSRs, my my Federals. You know they are three eighty uh, treadwear in comparison to two hundred of, of the RSRs. So yeah, they're gonna last longer. They're gonna grip less, but you know technique could help you grip depending on on how you drive so to where i run you know like 28 cold in the federals i was running literally 16 cold in the uh in the mile stars but you know i they they were meeting my expectations so that's good to know um you know but i will say that the maybe i haven't found the right setup yet in the car um, mm-hmm. which obviously I've only driven it what a handful of times, less than a handful. Um, the acute, like, so last year I've, I ran the same tires last year as well. I ran mm-hmm. like 24 pounds cold and okay. the car would grip up a lot in the BMW. And that was like with toe out in the rear because I couldn't get toe in at all. Crazy. I think it was like a quarter inch, but it was enough. But I ran like, um, 20 yeah like 24 pounds and on this car i'm like at running like at 15 and i just cannot find grip anywhere right now 
So I'm so I'm like right now. That's why I decided to take the season off and kind of focus on getting the car set up so I can, you know, I can't really afford a test day and still afford to compete because test days are actually yeah. really expensive and people don't realize that. Extremely. A test yeah. a test day costs just as much as a uh, competition day. As a, yeah, very much. Yeah, because you're going to go through a lot more tires because you're going to have a lot more time to test. And then not to mention, you know, what is it, like 180 bucks, 200 bucks the first time at Willow Springs? Yeah, because memberships and all that. Yeah, you got to pay for the membership. And then getting there is not cheap. That's 100 bucks in fuel. You fuel for the race car. And then you want to go through at least, what, like 12 tires minimum? Yeah. So it gets expensive. Yeah. No, it, it does. And tires, of course, is a huge chunk of it. Yeah. Which tires? I mean, what other tires are you thinking? I'm looking right now at new tires to, to buy, you know. And, uh, I mean, I have a few in mind since, you know, they're not bringing the uh, RSRs in the U.S. But uh, I personally, I, I've only done that. And then I ran the Federal Super Sports. I didn't care for okay. those at all. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the, the SSs they weren't really that great. Uh, I I don't like the SS, but I love the RSRs. Try the Achilles. Give them a shot. They're uh, like seventy bucks. What size do you run? Uh, two fifty five, thirty five, eighteen. Oh yeah, the so they're like seventy five. They're seventy bucks a piece. Okay, like, to your door. Nice, so, nice. Yeah, because yeah, right now, I mean, I was really looking at a Kenda tire. I've been hearing that Kenda does some really, really good uh, the tire. You know, the Texas guys swear by them. And Texas is hot as heck. Yeah. So that's that's one thing to consider. Um, there's actually another dude that drives the CTSV out there. He drove on the Achilles as well, and he drove on the Kendas, and he said the Kendas were way better. Really? Yeah, that was just... And then, but I also found out, like, his his uh, car setup completely changed too between the yeah. two tires. So I was like, that's, let's, let's not forget that little factor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in the next, I don't know, maybe two months, I'm going to try Kenda for sure. I'm going to try Valino. I really want to try the Valinos. I, so I've do heard I. I've heard really good things about them as well. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to try Valinos, um, Accelera, uh, there's quite a few different uh, drivers who are driving accelerators over here, you know, in, in the season, and they're doing very well. According to them, they grip. The only thing is that they don't make a 255. I think they only make a 235. Yeah, which... I heard the same thing. Yeah. I heard that they're considering making a 255, but nothing's like set in stone yet for next year. Yeah. So, and then also, you know, the, the GT, GT tires. I actually drove on the GT tires when I was racing Time Attack. The GT radials? Yeah, GT radials. And they are solid. I really like them. I've heard good things about them as well, but I, I heard that they're not supporting the drift community anymore. They're not at all. And actually, that is, that's one of the brands that I was referring because of one jerk, <laughs> you know, uh that that's one of them oh shit yeah so yeah that's out yeah that's that's unfortunate yeah and they're local which is the worst part they're in rancho Cucamonga. yeah i know they're not they're not far at all and, have uh, you uh have you considered like getting a hold of achilles i have not 
I have not, to be quite honest. I've heard really good things about them. I've never tried the one, two, threes. Um, I don't know how well it would work with my car because I heard they're super grippy and these cars, they're, it's a thin, thin piece of aluminum that is what our diffs are made out of. Hmm. So they like to explode. Crazy. But yeah, I don't want to break over fenders. <laughs> yeah yeah did you hey did yours break did you have to replace hers or did you just uh were you oh, able totally. to, to oh, okay dude oh, i i had to chop my whole i mean even though i own the freaking company uh i never run a, a really or a full rear quarter panel you are I now never did. <laughs> i am yeah, yeah i had to literally chop my whole thing do a rear tube end because i tweaked it bad and then I'm running now, you know, like the full thing, which is super cool. Did your car already, did your car lighten up significantly, or did it? Oh, did it weigh more after? It lost weight, that's for sure. The reason I'm asking is um, not to cut you off. So when Nikita weighed my car, um, he goes, "Wow, I'm surprised this thing weighs so little." And it, I think it weighed like 3,200 pounds without me in it. For it being such like a big car, but he was he was talking about there was two two forties there, one like with a complete back half and a whole bunch of uh, fab work, and then one that was still all um, like the bot the original steel body panels, and the one with the original steel body panels weighed far less. I think it was like three or four hundred pounds less than the one that had a whole bunch of work done to it. So I learned I I've been learning from a lot of different you know fat people that people are overbuilding their cars um you know what what's overbuilding so for example when doing you know like a rear tube frame you know a a rear tube end people Uh are literally doing insane amount of tube bending and welding and i mean it literally looks like a freaking jail cell you know when as a matter of fact it should be extremely simple it should have just a basically a uh, a frame stopper, if you want to call it, like 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 a square style of of chassis that mounts to your actually existing chassis that will prevent just in case you back end into a wall that will prevent for you to break your rear your rear window or that area of the car, and then you should have like another you know like two very simple like extensions that would hold your bumper and would, you know, decrease the, uh, the hit to go all the way back. And that's it. Like it should be extremely simple. And a, a lot of people are just building these things so rugged. Like if they are, you know, mudding trucks and that act that adds a lot of weight. And on top of that, you know, that is actually unnecessary. It's actually harming the car more. If you crash, you're going to have to spend another 20 hours fabbing crap rather than just having three, you know, tubes that are properly well connected and and doing its job easily. So, good to know. I actually have to rearrange some stuff in the back of my car. Yeah, a person. I mean, a person that you should definitely talk to in regards to fabbing is is uh, it's either Rome or man, what's called this? Uh, oh my goodness, what is his name? Uh, ah, I forgot. But I mean, Rome does a lot of uh, a lot of the fabric. Yeah, I know. I know Rome does like a lot of work. And you know, it, to be honest, I don't like 
really asking people because I feel like, you know, this is their livelihood and I don't want to uh, just kind of like bug them for like free information, so to speak. So I just kind of like take it as it is and I I learn the hard way. I make my own mistakes. No, I think Rome is is a person that shares his secrets. I mean, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's for the well-being of the community, you know? Yeah, I could see that. Okay. That's, you know, not everyone sees it that way, though. Yeah. So that's the only thing I kind of get worried about. So I just like, I fuck it up and then I wait till people are like, why'd you do it that way? And I'm like, oh, I did something wrong. So let me change it. <laughs> yeah. Until you get like a, yeah, it looks good. And then that's yeah. when you know you did it okay, I guess. Oh, well, I'm the same way. So. Yeah. Because right now I'm like, I'm looking, I need to, get, I'm in the market for a tube bender soon. Well. I am selling one. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one do you have? I have a JD Square Model 32. Oh, hydraulic. that's funny. That's the freaking one I want. Ooh, wink, wink. PM me later, baby. I will. I will. <laughs> do you accept layaway plans? No. Um, Possibly. <laughs> no, no that, that's actually the one I want. Um, I wasn't really looking at the hydraulic one. Oh, dude, it makes such a big difference. I'm sure it does. Do you, is it? It's the air compressor version, right? Yeah. Because I know they have like an electric version, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, no, no. Mine is, mine is the electric. It's got a pump, a hydraulic pump. So literally just plug it to a 110 and that's it. No air compressor, no nothing. What? It's amazing, dude. It's We've taken it to uh, – where did it, I had it in my truck one time simply because I, I couldn't unload it before going to a track day. So, uh, oh, I went to Willow Springs and I had it in the back of my truck, in my old truck. And literally somebody bent a, I think a, an S13 upper control arm, like, like the rear upper control arm. Oh, wow. And, and anyway, we took it to one of the, one of the shops that was open in Willow Springs. We took the bender down. I had my one inch die and literally they fabricated one like in about an hour and a half. It was oh. amazing. Damn. So, yeah. It was like, yeah, I'm going to have to get one because uh, I want to build the uh, second chassis now. Nice. So at least build that one correctly because right now mine doesn't pass tech for Pro 2. Is that your goal? I mean, I, I, uh, the reason why I'm asking is because, for example, my goal is not to compete in, in Pro 2. My goal uh, is definitely to go all the way. Nice. Nice. So at least... Right now it is. That can change later. Um, I'm actually trying to start my own business so I can nice. actually afford these things because I'm finding out working for somebody else who just gives you, who makes you empty promises <laughs> it's, isn't working out for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it's, it's kind of time for me to move on and and uh, start my own thing so I can actually afford these things. Because I want to nice. do it as a privateer. And I don't think I'll ever be able to afford it working for somebody else. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So now I'm on trying to get my contractor's license. Oh, cool. Nice. Congrats. Uh, Thanks, but it is a pain in the ass. It's a lot of crap. But it's going to be worth it. I was like, I was like, I'm like going through this book. I was like, damn, I should have paid attention in algebra. (laughs) All of a sudden you need it. Oh, dude, trust me. I know. I, I, don't, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm in the music business, but I still use a crap little math, which is funny as heck. Yeah, so. it's, it's crazy. I was like, shit, 
I don't think I was ever going to need it. Whoever is in high school and is hearing this podcast right now, just listen straight up. Listen to math. It's yeah. necessary. Yes. I didn't it's think it was stupid, necessary. But, it's but, I, but to be honest, it wasn't necessary until now. Yeah. Like for me, at least like I never had to deal with it before until right now. I was yeah. like, oh, shit, I got to do that. I know. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, so. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, end this shindig? Uh, you ask me questions, then and I get answers. You know what? It's Hang 11 on. We, p.m. We have, I know, dude. It's late. I got to go to bed. I, I have been uh, a very bad employee lately and waking up super late and going to work Ooh. super late. Ooh. So I'm trying to uh, wake up sooner. Hang on. I did get a question. I got one question from... Are we live? We're not live. We're... We should do live sessions. That should be cool. You know, someday I might, but then they get all that... How many times did you cut out during this? I think like two. Three, four. Like I had to tell you like, hey, hey. But you probably didn't hear me because you were cutting out. Yeah. Um, We have Jon Snow FPV's question and it was what is most valuable media for drivers to have for their sponsor if that's even a thing what's the most valuable media Correct. pictures i mean pictures okay and th- that's actually a really great question um me one of the things that, that i make and this one the this one is a struggle because, of course, you know, as drivers, we want to invest in our cars and tires and, you know, tangible things, I guess, if you want to call it. But after every single round, I actually uh, I actually go to Aldo from TriSpeed or to Gorilla Tornado or to RSO Photo, and I actually tell them, hey, if you took pictures of me, please shoot in my way and I'll buy them off of you. And every single round I have, you know, bought literally about $150 worth of pictures, which is a crap load of money. And every single time I'm like, oh, it hurts. But because of those pictures, literally because of those pictures, I have gained one more followers and two more support from my sponsors. I have a... uh, a Google Doc or or a Google folder, and every single or after every single round, I write you know like a thank you note to my sponsors saying, hey, you know this happened in round two or in round one or whatever, and here are you know uh, twenty pictures or thirty pictures that you guys are one hundred percent free to use in whichever material that you want, and uh, and and it has happened. They they put me in their websites, they put me you know in their banners and flyers or whatever. And, uh, you know, that, that's good for them and for me. So it, uh, it's an expense, but it's, uh, it's an expense that is necessary if you want your program to grow. Okay. Glad he asked that question. It was actually a, a super solid question. Yeah, you it know, really Nick, was. Nick asked a question, and I want to ignore it. Nick Weimer? Yep. Nice. He... I'll just ask it. Ask it. N- Nick W. Photo ask, 
who was the stunning puckish rogue of a media guy you brought with you to Winter Jam? <laughs> Nick. <laughs> oh, I thought it was that madness guy. No, so uh, basically, Nick, you know, I, we went to Winter Jam last year with uh, Daryl Priono, Rome, uh, and a, a crap load of other drivers. And uh, last minute, you know, one of my buddies that was supposed to go in my truck, he ended up backing out. So I just posted on Instagram randomly, I have one spot in my truck for media. I'll pay for your food and I'll pay, you know, for whatever the heck if you come and you take photos of, you know, me and my crew during Winter Jam. And literally Nick was like, where do I go? I'll be there. I'll take pictures. So literally he drove with us 10 hours all the way to NorCal and, you know, and yeah, again, it's a little investment, you know, for myself and, 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 and the team, but uh, it was worth it because we did get some footage and pictures and, uh, yeah. And Nick uh, at the time, I mean, he was still learning his trade and he's still learning his trade, but he's a solid guy. He does taking you know, us some solid photos. Yeah. So that's Nick. Um, you would mention, how is tech over there at Winter Jam? Uh, it's pretty strict. I know, it's I heard. That's why I'm asking. What's, what? It's. I mean, they, they they didn't let me pass in the beginning because my steering wheel was juggling a little bit, because my my quick release was a little loose. So what did you do? I had to go and fix it. I had to tighten it and make sure that it was not loose. And uh, yeah, so they they do have some some stiff regulations. But it's good. I'm actually, and they have still regulations if you want to attend them, that is. If you don't want to attend them, you're good. You know, you could pass without a cage. But if you, if you do want to attend them, you do have to have a pretty nicely set up car. Yeah, because I'm curious because I want to go. Dude, you talk, dude, if you go, you could sleep in my trailer straight up. It's freaking amazing. What? You're, oh, you're going ha- to let everyone camp out in the trailer? Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. I mean... Uh, there are the people you know who go to hotels and you know the trailer guys. I'm one of the trailer guys, and it is much better because literally it's like a big old party at night. That's not what that I figured. Going... I'll sleep in not my that... fucking truck. I don't care. Exactly. It, it's not that everybody's going wild. It's just that it's like a dude. It's hundreds of drifters together getting trash drifters. No, not even just getting trashed. I mean, I'm, yeah, you know, the, they drink and stuff. If I'm there, but, uh, I'm getting trashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, last, not 2019, but 2018, dude, we were with all the pros, literally with, you know, Alex Hilbrun, uh, Justin Pollack, uh, Odie Bajkis, I mean, you know, Ryan Literal, everybody was there. It was such a cool vibe. We were talking, you know, the pros, you know, people see them you know so far away from them but at the end of the day they are people and they're cool people and they're people that you know they're not freaking jerks i mean there might be one or two here and there yeah most of them are freaking amazing people you know and uh, and if you just are nice with them they'll be nice with you if you ask some good questions they'll actually be impressed if you ask some stupid questions you know they'll be they'll think you're a freaking dumbass and i asked one of the most stupid questions ever so they thought i'm a dumbass i gotta know what question you ask (laughs) so a lot of people you know they make fun of me because i'm basically super clean i rarely drink you know i don't smoke i don't do freaking nothing you know and 
and uh, they were talking about you know weed, and somebody said something about it wasn't CBD, it was uh, wax maybe. Yeah, I think it was wax. And and they're talking you know like in wax terms, and I'm like, dude, what the heck is this wax you guys are talking about? And literally like ten people just looked at me and they were like. Are, are like, are you serious right now? You live in California and you don't know what the heck is wax? And I'm like, no, I don't. And I think that just kind of annoyed a few people. Fuck them. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, bro, I don't freaking smoke, you know? Yeah, that's funny, actually. <laughs> that's funny. Um, But good to know. Yeah, I really wouldn't want it to go, but I'm just not sure if my car will even pass tech. Dude. It passes I the mean, Drift League tech? If it passes drift lift tech, it's definitely passing uh, uh, NorCal tech, 100%. Okay. The only thing I got called on was uh, not having a flapper valve on my vent uh-huh. for my fuel cell. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they'll they'll care about that. I'm not sure. But if it passes drift league, it's definitely passing NorCal. That's for sure. Cool. Good to know. I think I might uh, set some money aside for that this year. We got a date. I know. I think I'm going to have to not take my kid, though. I think. Oh, dude, I don't take my kid or my wife. Okay. I, I, I feel I feel like that one's a solo trip. Yeah, it is. It, it's, I really enjoy taking trip. him, but not, maybe not to that one. No, it, it, it's a dude's trip. Literally, it's like, you know, when you and your homies go to Vegas kind of deal as a, as a guy's trip. No, it's like a drifter's trip. Okay. You go and you because dude, it's so wild. You have like seven different tracks. You are driving every single hour of the day if your muscles can take it for two days in a row it's just i mean i mean you don't sleep you barely eat you just want to be in every single track it's how many tires did you go through you know what i both times i took 12 tires with me and i only went through like around six the reason being is because that track is so well kept like the floor it is so pristine that it doesn't really waste a lot of tire. So this year I'm going to take most likely eight, eight or yeah. This is going to be the year where you should have taken more. I know. I'll probably end up taking 12. Do they have like a tire changer and everything like that there? (laughs) They don't. They don't. Yeah. That's the only sucky part. They don't have a tire changer. Uh, There is somebody always who brings one. But it's kind of like a private guy, and you kind of, you know, tell him, hey, can you change him, you know, for like 10 bucks a tire? But, yeah. Oh, but they don't have like an official. Yeah, they don't have an official guy. It's uh, There were two guys who had one of them had it inside his enclosed trailer, and another guy who had like a manual one that he probably bought at, bought it at Harbor Freight, and he modified it to make it faster or something, and they were doing work, you know? Yeah, I I don't want to do that. I wouldn't mind doing that if it was for me, if I had to modify one. Yeah. But, nope, don't want to do that. No, I'm probably going to end up doing that in the sense of buying myself a, a little Harbor Freight one, modifying it to fit, you know, my big old wide wheels, and just do it myself. It's gotcha. not that hard. I know, but it looks like it's a lot of work. Yeah. But, all right, man, it's uh, it's getting late. Thank you again for coming on the show. Um, how can people find you, sir? Anytime, dude. Thank you. Uh, I love talking about this stuff, and I hope it's not the last time. 
things keep on progressing. Um, you could find me at uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Everything is at RJ Drifts. Literally, RJ Drifts, everything, and that's me. All right, man. Or Big uh, Duck Club. Yeah, any, Big Duck Club, any too. Any sponsors you want to thank? <laughs> Dude, every single one of my sponsors, literally silver suspension uh condor speed shop white line oh my goodness swr motorsports uh uh hold on hold on hold on big duck club uh imagine garage uh condor speed shop velocity powder coating uh, motorsports hardware uh, hayden automotive rally road clutch wheels uh silver suspension as i mentioned uh drift hq drift hq is freaking awesome 22 rpd Andy's tires, dude. Andy's tires is just amazing, and uh, an unofficial sponsor, but has been, you know, really supporting me. It's uh, NRG. So, to all you guys, thank you so much. You guys make my life easier, and uh, literally, without you guys, I would not be drifting. So, thank you. All right, man. Thank you again for coming on. You have a good night, dude. All right, bro. Late. All right, I'll I'll talk to you later about that bender. <laughs> For sure. All right, bye, man. Later. All right, bye.